Bung bang. Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet With Joel, the best in sports betting advice. Do you want to join the cult? Do you want to start making some money? Are you as stupid as I am and stocks and bonds don't make sense? And that's fine. Sign up to Bet With Joel, he'll send you the email, he'll give you, you know, the clearest of instructions on what to do. You follow the program and you're going to stack that paper, bruh. And that's what I've been doing. And that's why we're in a new studio. Shout out to Bet With Joel. So if you want to sign up, get that paper like me, go to betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive 5-0 for 50% off your first week subscription. And there are no lock-in contracts, so you can leave whenever you want to. I'm not sure why in the world you ever would, but you know. That's not that's not how it works. You can leave whenever you like. Welcome to the potty.com. No, 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 no. Betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. Do you want to support the Welcome to the Potty podcast? Go to welcome to the potty.com slash store and buy yourself a uh, welcome to the potty unsourced t-shirt. These shirts are soft as baby thighs, dude. Alright? So you wanna you wanna get some of them them butter soft uh, unsourced teas? Buy one, and uh, guess what? Fifty percent of all sales go to a different charity each month, and obviously this month we've chosen the CFS, the Country Fire Service, to help out with the fire relief from these horrific bushfires. Welcome to the slash store Get yours now. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the party, bung bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, aka. Oh, whoa. I fucked up the AKAs, man. The clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka. The PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PR of podcasts and the, the captain, the black mamba of podcasting. And that's what kind of threw me off there. Um, I've been an emotional wreck these last probably, uh, you know, 48-ish hours, 36 to 48 hours, man. Um, woke up yesterday um, and saw TMZ had... Um, reported that uh, Kobe Bryant, the legendary Hall of Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, Kobe Bryant passed away, man, in a helicopter accident. The Black Mamba, bro. He, um, he was in a helicopter. He famously traveled regularly by helicopter because of time efficiency. He got stuck in traffic one day in LA, um, trying to get from practice to his daughter's uh, school play, I believe it was. And um, he was like, you know, I've got to remain dedicated to my to my craft. And, you know, I've got to be able to be a parent as well. So how can I do that? And he thought, you know, helicopter travel. So he's been traveling by helicopter for years, years and years and years. 
Um, and they're saying at the moment that it was probably weather conditions, um, low, low and thick fog. Um, and the, I guess the, the helicopter dropped off the radar and they're saying that it, it likely collided with this hill or mountain. I think it was more of a hill. They've, they've been saying hill. Uh, I think it collided at like 176 miles per hour. Maybe it was kilometers per hour, but um, yeah, man, that's, that's what happened. I, I woke up and I read that shit from TMZ, um, which I thought was fake. I thought I wasn't sure what was going on. So I, you know, kept scrolling, kept, I checked Twitter, I checked everything. I'm looking, I'm just looking at all these rest in peace pictures and stuff and um, I guess today I read that TMZ broke the news earlier than, um, you know, his wife and family found out. So I feel like they might've found out from TMZ, which breaks my heart even more, but this man, um, yeah, this, you know, my hero, one of my heroes, man, like growing up, I didn't play their position, but I always thought the goat was, was Mike. Michael Jordan, uh, and then he he retired, and um, you know Kobe was the man. Kobe was the fucking guy, and he emulated a lot of what Mike did. He was one of those guys that was bigger than the game. He changed the game. He he did a lot. He did a lot outside of the game. He he was trying to bring women's basketball up. Um, you know, through his daughter who was with him on the flight. I don't remember if I said that. So on this, on this helicopter, it was Kobe and his daughter, his 13 year old daughter, Gianna. Um, they were going to her, um, like a, a basketball tournament, I think at the Mamba Academy, which was, you know, what Kobe was doing to give back. And he's trying to, you know, trying to build up women's basketball and give them the respect and shit that it deserves. And um, I guess, so she was on the plane with another teammate and her parents. And then I think another teammate and her mama or something. And then the, the pilot. So I think nine died all up. Um, Dude, it's... Oh, it's just heartbreaking. So I'm reading all this shit and I'm watching all these videos and dude, I was crying all day. And I um I guess I didn't even really realize how much he meant to me. Like I always Yeah, I always watched his highlights and um stood up for him like through the you know, he had, he had a a rape charge, um, a rape accusation, um, that was, um, thrown out of court because this woman had like four different semens in her panties. All right. So, so how can you say one of them was rape and it's the only one that was rich, you know, anyway. So, uh, you know, I, I always, people used to make fun of, there's a lot of Kobe jokes going around. I used to always stand up for him. I wasn't even like a Laker fan or nothing. I've been a Bulls fan, you know, from A1 since day one, you know? So, 
um, you know, you, you, you shoot, you shoot, you're like, Kobe, you know, you throw paper at a bin, Kobe, you know, shit like that. So he's an icon, man. First name basis. Um, and yeah, I guess he really was dedicated to being a father. He's a father of three girls. Um, and he's been asked before if, you know, he wanted to have a boy so his legacy could get carried on. And his answer was my legacy will get carried on through my daughters, you know, especially Gianna. Cause he said that she was a freak. She was the middle child. I think he's got a 17 year old. Then there was Gianna. Then there's, I think a, a younger one. Um, and he just said like, he, you know, his older one, the 17 year old, she's very good at volleyball. And then Gianna, he said, was a freak. She was, uh, you know, she was nice at, at basketball and he knew she was going to be special, you know? So he was like, she'll carry on my legacy. You know, he doesn't need a son to do that, which I like. I liked it. Um, I like that. I like that, man. Um, so yeah, yeah, I just... I knew, like, I cared about my shit, but I just didn't realize, like, I've never got upset about a celebrity dying or whatever. You know, Robin Williams died, and that was really sad. Mike Jackson. I remember where I was when I found out about Mike Jackson, but, you know, I was on my way to work, so I just sort of was in work mode, didn't get upset. Um, yeah, man, I just, and then I just, yeah, I just started crying, dude. Rachel was asleep next to me, and I'm just, like, tearing up. And she rolled over and she asked, she woke up a bit and opened her eyes and she was like, you okay? Like, what's going on? And I just tried to say out loud, like Kobe and his daughter died and I couldn't even say it. I just started like fucking proper crying, dude. So yeah, I guess, I guess he meant more to me than I even knew. You know, that's a man that I've never met. He, you know, this man has no idea that uh, he touched all these people. There's people outside Staples Center leaving, leaving candles and flowers and like just crying, dude. Just like hundreds of people, thousands, you know, around the world, probably millions. Just like mourning this dude. He just touched that many people through his just his extraordinary abilities on the court. He looked, he was like a wizard out there. His mentality, you know, he, he created this persona, the black Mamba, because he was like this deadly viper on the court. Right. Well, he like, that's what he, when he was going through all the, um, you know, the rape allegations and stuff. And he came out on the other side of that. He like rebranded himself. He changed from number eight to number 24. And he, yeah, I guess he became this black mamba and he'd do, he'd even do this like character basically on the court where he'd make this face, like this face where he's like, yeah, dude. And he just was a killer. Like win at all costs, wins a championship, goes, goes back out onto the court to get, to get extra shots up. He's that type of dude. Type of dude that, um, 
you know, people, he said, people will tell you not to put all your eggs in one basket. But he doesn't agree with that. He says, if your eggs run out, make more eggs. And he'll say shit like that to you with a straight face. Like, deadass, if you want to do this shit, bro, you do it. Don't let other people tell you otherwise. Or don't let don't let a road hump stop you, man. So that's, I guess, some... Yeah, I guess that's what made him so lovable, bro. And, um, you know, people, people, people want to be haters and stuff. And people are saying, let's change the NBA logo to have Kobe silhouette on it instead of Jerry West. And it's like, well, that's, you know, that's a nice thought and all. But would we have done that if Kobe didn't die in a, in a, you know, helicopter accident? If he lived to 95 and he died peacefully in his sleep, do we say change it to Kobe? Or is it just because he died young? 41 years old with his 13-year-old daughter, man. And like I said, dedicated father. And I know he would have been, there would have been a point on this, on this, on this flight where he, he knew it was over and he would have held her close and told her it's going to be okay, you know? And, um, it's just sad, man. Sad to, um, you know, that's it. His greatest fear would have been realized yesterday. And that's not fear of death. That's fear of, you know, losing his daughter, even though he was there for her in those last moments. You know, that's tough, bro. That's tough. He, um, man, it's, it hurts right now just even talking about it, dude. He, yeah, man, I just remember just, it's, you forget, you kind of forget when you get older, I think maybe, maybe if I was in high school or something, like still, still reaching for the stars and shit, I think I would have maybe known I was going to react like that. But I think you kind of, you don't forget who your idols are, but you don't think about them as much when you get older and you're sort of, dude, I'm doing this nine to five job and now, you know, I've retired from basketball and all that. You kind of forget how much um, these guys mean to you. And um, yeah, I guess uh, it was, I guess it, it's, uh, it reminded me of that. Um, I felt like a little boy again, I guess. Um. And it, um, he, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to, um, really believe that he's even gone, man. He's not, oh, fuck, it's so weird to feel like this when you, um, you don't even know somebody. I always make fan, I always make fun of like fans when, um, I was at a Bulls game once when Joakim Noah played for him and he gave a girl a high five and she just fell over and broke down in tears because she was like that big a fan. And I always thought that kind of shit was funny. Um, and now I'm, you know, I'm crying over a, a man I never even saw play 
live. I never even went to a Laker game, you know? So, so who's, you know, who's the dummy dude, but he was my hero. So that's, that sucks to, you especially, like, you just don't expect that shit, you know? You wake up and you just think you're going to see Kobe on the court, on the sidelines watching the Laker games. He's still always there watching LeBron play. And you just sort of, um, you know, you grow accustomed to it. You get spoiled. And, um, yeah, I guess we just need to, we need to remember to um, not hold on to bullshit forgive each other, forgive ourselves, tell our families that we love them, because uh, you just really never know, do you? And yeah, you guys know, you guys know that I've been, you know, going through a little bit with my dad and shit about his cancer and that, but he's still, you know, he's still here, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna eventually have surgery and be fine, you know, but like, you know, I'm going to go up, I'm going to go up where, when he has the surgery and you know, my fucking plane could crash. Do you know what I mean? So it's just it, anything. I got buses that drive by the, the fucking front of my house every day. And one of them shits could have a fucked up brakes and I pull out. I pull out to go to work and crack my car's fucked and I'm done. Or Rachel or mom. You know? So you need to put the swords away, you know, and stop holding on to grudges. Apologize to people. Squash beefs. Squash beefs, man. You know? Unless you really, really, you know... You, I mean, you just got to squash it, dude. Unless, you know, unless your brother fucked your wife, dude, that's not a brother. Get rid of him. But if he, you know, if he fucking borrowed your car once and got a scratch on it, you got to forgive that shit, dude. You know? You know? If someone, like, put laxatives in your, in your coffee or something... And you shit your pants one time, dude. You can you can forgive them for that. You know, unless they were expensive pants, you know. But we gotta we gotta just sometimes you gotta remember, brother, that this shit ain't forever. This shit is not forever, dude, and it's not not tomorrow. It's not guaranteed, bro. It is 10 o'clock p.m. right now. I still got to make it through another two hours. Anything can happen in two hours. Shit, I could get real tired and fall over when I'm brushing my teeth. Bang, knock my head on the sink. Break my neck. I'm gone, bro. Could happen to anybody, dude. So kill your beefs. Hug your children, man. <sighs> Me and Rachel have a... We're getting a puppy in the next couple of months. Um, we'll just wait. Like the 
I think the dog might be pregnant now, so we're just waiting on it to have its puppies, and then you're not allowed to get it till it's eight weeks old anyway. So, a couple months from now, and um, yeah, honestly, uh, we're getting a girl, and we're go- we've decided we're gonna call her Gigi after um, Gianna Bryant, and then we're gonna go rescue a boy, and we're gonna. We're going to, um, hopefully it's a puppy and we can name it. Otherwise we're probably going to rename it to Kobe, dude. We're going to have Kobe and Gigi. Um, because yeah, I just, I that's what I want to do, dude. That one that I want that to be, um, how I keep Kobe alive in my life, man. Um, Oh man, Ari Shafir, dude, he's a comedian and I don't really know if I even should pay this any attention right now. Um, there's always going to be trolls. There's always going to be someone that when there's tragedy, someone's going to just try and get a reaction from people. And that, that person was Ari Shafir today, yesterday. Um... He, you know, he basically his brand is being like an asshole comedian. I'm sure he's a good guy and I'm sure this was only for a response. I'm sure he didn't mean it, but he, um, he saw, he, he went on Instagram and said like, oh, you know, Kobe Bryant's finally dead 20 years too late or whatever. Talking about the rape charges in 2003, getting away with rape or whatever. And he's like, um, he's finally gone. And he was like celebrating it. He said he was in Charlotte. I think he actually was doing it in front of the Hornet Stadium on like Instagram live. And he's saying, um, this was the team that originally drafted him. Maybe if he stayed here, he never would have raped anybody. No, never would have raped that girl in Denver. That's what he said. Um... And I just don't know. I don't know why you would do that. It's not funny. There's no joke in there. Um, there's just no joke in there. There's a family. There's a family that's fucking mourning, um, losing a husband, a father, a brother, a son. You know, there's another eight people involved in this crash, including his daughter. Um, and it's just not funny. It's just not funny. Um, and I think, you know, we all can be insensitive or like make shitty jokes at times, but you don't, you don't go after dead people for attention. And, um, he's pretty successful. I mean, he shouldn't be that fucking desperate to sell tickets that he's got to do some wild shit like that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I sort of, I knew what he was doing, so I wasn't too mad about it. I know a lot of people would have gone mad. Um, and he could have put himself in danger maybe by doing that. He's a comedian. Um, you know, you pro- you're posting your dates and, you know, shit up online all the time. People know exactly where you're going to be. It's just a bit of a wild decision to, um, yeah, to do that. And especially while is this fresh for a family, people are going to be responding to it, retweeting it and stuff. Uh, his family could see it. 
Um, and it's just, you know, it's really upsetting. That's, uh, it's just thoughtless, heartless bullshit. Um, selfish, selfish. If that, if that was a stunt to sell tickets or, you know, go viral or whatever. Um, yeah, so you can, you can eat a bag of dicks. I've invited him on the show before. Um, and he, you know, he responded to me in quite a rude way, which I thought was funny because that's the way he is on stage. And I thought it was, you know, character sort of thing. And that's his thing. He's just like this character, but, um, I would still have him on to maybe even talk about this. Like, like I said, we need to, we need to squash our beefs. We need to squash our beefs and we need to talk about things and forgive each other, man, because life's short. Life's way too short. You know, a couple of 13-year-old girls died on that fucking helicopter, man. Life is short, dude. Um, so I am, of course, dedicating my uh, set on Friday night to Kobe Bean Bryant. Um, oh man, it's, it's, I almost don't want to even talk about myself, but I, uh, I got wildcarded into the SA final for, um, for the raw comedy, um, raw comedy competition. Uh, so that's on, that's on Friday night. DM me for, for links and ticket info. I'd love everyone to be there. Like this is this is a pretty big deal for me, um, to be honest. So if you are coming already, try and bring bring friends or whatever. Um I'm gonna need as much support as I can get. I'm gonna try and be funny, obviously. Um and um yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. I don't think I've got a Kobe jersey or nothing, so I don't know. I might have to buy one before before that night and just represent on the night because uh, I want this set um, to be dedicated to him, you know, even if I don't win uh, for Kobe, you know, just so I can do something for this man because uh, he doesn't know it, but he has done everything for me. Yeah, he's done a lot for me, man. So, um, rest in peace, Kobe and Gianna and everybody else on that plane. And, um, unfortunately they, you know, they haven't been mentioned that quite as much, which, um, but, uh, I don't know them by name, but, uh, rest in peace. And, um. Mamba Fev. Baby, welcome to Baby, welcome to